Blog Talk Radio. He's outspoken. He's controversial. He's the king of sports media. He is the loudmouth leprechaun, Kurt Johnson. You mess with the leprechaun, you'll get the clovers. And you're listening to the KJ Experience. So get ready to bow down and praise the king of sports media as he takes back his throne. This is a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. Exclusively on CSS Radio. It's time for hard-hitting thoughts in the world of combat sports with the Loudmouth Leprechaun inside the Combat Zone, only on the KJ Experience. Wrestling fans, happy 2019. This is the one and only loudmouth leprechaun, Kurt Johnson, right here on the KJ Experience. Proudly presents the first episode of 2019 of the Combat Zone. I appreciate everyone tuning in to this short uh, show of the Combat Zone right here. I have a tremendous interview coming up here in a few minutes. We will be talking to one of the pioneers in female wrestling, the one and only Madison Rain, a.k.a. the Queen Bee of Females Professional Wrestling. She'll be joining me here in just a few minutes. She'll, she'll be part of an event coming up in Atlanta, Georgia, this Saturday. Ring of Honor Wrestling invades center stage this Saturday. Doors open at 4 p.m., bell time at 6 p.m. And, of course, for you people that haven't got a chance to go to a Ring of Honor show, yours truly has been to about a half a dozen Ring of Honor shows over his lifetime. Do not miss a Ring of Honor show. It's just tremendous, tremendous action. There's a meet and greet at between four and six. And now, joining me on the Wounded Warrior Project hotline, this woman is a pioneer in women's wrestling since she made her debut in 2005 in Ohio Championship Wrestling. Her in-ring skill and charisma makes her one of a kind. She will be wrestling, like I just mentioned, this Saturday, January 12th, when Ring of Honor Wrestling invades center stage here in Hotlanta. Door open at 4 p.m. for a special meet and greet. She'll be involved with that, meeting fans, signing pictures, taking autographs, bell time at 6 p.m. She is a five-time five-time, five-time TNA Impact Knockout Champion, as well as being a two-time Knockout Tag Team Champion once when she was part of the Beautiful People, and once again when she was tag partners with Gail Kim. 
She was the 2014 queen of the knockouts division. To tell you the truth, she still is to this very day. All my listeners and myself included, let's bow down and praise the queen bee of professional wrestling as she is in our presence. She is the one and only Miss Madison Rain. Miss Rain, happy 2019 and welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I feel like we don't even have to have a conversation now because you literally just went down my wrestling resume for me. So I don't even have to say anything. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I appreciate your time this evening. I've been a huge fan of yours for a long time, so I appreciate your spending uh, just a few minutes with me on you know the Combat Zone, my first episode of the New Year. So it's very honored to you for you to be a part of this. Um, before we talk about Absolutely. Ring of Honor Thanks and some of your, uh, and my pleasure's the pleasure's all mine. Before we talk about obviously your impact career and what you're doing now in Ring of Honor, let's go back a little bit. Like I mentioned in the intro, you you debuted in 2005 in Ohio Championship Wrestling. Your first singles match took place at your former high school in Ohio, and it was officiated in uh, the. The referee in that match was no other than WWE Hall of Famer Ivory. What do you remember about that match, and did you look up to Ivory as a mentor in those early stages of your wrestling career? <laughs> um, yes, I did. Um, <laughs> and so that's why it was um, intimidating and shocking and exciting to me. Um, less than two weeks before that show when my trainer, I walked into my, my wrestling school and my trainer was like, hey, um, surprise, we have a special guest referee for, um, for your match. And he didn't tell me who it was at first. And so I was thinking, like, um, as you just said, that it was at my old high school. So I'm like, mm, my old track coach, my cheerleading coach, like who – who did he get? Who did he who did he um touch base with at my old high school? And then when he told me Ivory, I was like, You've gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Don't do this to me. Uh but she was amazing. Like I was in tears because I was so nervous and it just and, and you know, it, this many years later if I was put in that same situation at my old high school with all of my old teachers and coaches and my parents and my brothers and all my friends there, I would, I would still be um, just as nervous um, because I, I always want to give 110%, but when the people that I love who have supported me, um, you know, since before day one of this crazy journey um, are there watching, like it, it just, I, I want to give, 111 percent I, I want to go um, above and beyond so um already nerves and then to add to that that ivory was going to be our referee um you know i was i was terrified but i was excited um and it couldn't have been better like it was you know i i still i still say that i had no business being in the ring yet because i had only been training for about six months but um you know thinking back it, it was it was a really good match. It was entertaining, um, and, and a lot of that is because literally Ivory was talking us through the whole thing. Um, you know, and, and I don't mean that figuratively. She was literally talking us through the whole thing. So um, it was fun. It was, you know, it really set the bar high for um, what I wanted my career to look like after that. 
right. And like I said, just a phenomenal talent that she is, Ivory, just a newer WWE Hall of Famer as well. So it's, it's a good mentor to have in the wrestling business. You were part of Shimmer, and you made your debut in Shimmer back in 2007 and had success there becoming tag team champions and wrestling females such as Amazing Kong, Sarah, Sarah Daryl Ray, a few others. What did it mean to you to, at that time, being part of an all-women's wrestling promotion? Um, I, always, I always say this about Dave Prezak. He gave me the first platform um, to really showcase what I could do um, probably before I deserved it, um, you know, and before a lot of other people believed in me because I, when I started wrestling, I was, you know, five foot two and not even a hundred pounds. So people looked at me and they were like, mm, you know, she's, you know, you're, we're going to break you. Can't put you in the ring. You're going to, you're going to break. <laughs> um, yep. Yep. But, but Dave let me, he let me come out. He gave me, you know, and he didn't, he didn't put me in a, um, you know, a pre-show match or anything. Like he, he put me right on the show and, and to, um, you know, those first couple matches that I had at Shimmer um, were with some other talents who were um, kind of as young as I was and um, either debuting that same weekend or um, had just kind of started with Shimmer, um, like Nicole Matthews and, and um, Portia Perez. And there was another, uh, Lorelai Lee was my tag team partner there. And so he gave us all um, the perfect scenario on this platform, you know, to where we weren't going to fail and, and we weren't going to be um, outperformed. You know, he, he gave us someone within our skill set to really show what we could do. Um, and, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I was thankful to continue being asked back. Um, I was thankful then to go there many, many times with um, one of my best friends, my old tag team partner, Nevaeh. Um, and, you know, when we won the, the Shimmer Tag Team Championships for the, the, the first time ever and, and had to go through that gauntlet match of so many incredible women, it was like one of the most exhausting times that I've ever had in the <laughs> ring. Um, but, you know, we were still young. Like, we were, we were kids in, in that ring. And um, to have been not only in the locker room, but then in the ring with um, – so many talented veterans who uh, poured into us uh, rather than, you, you know, you hear all these stories about, um, you know, veterans not always giving chances or, or you know, whatever you know, negative stories you might hear about um, how that kind of situation could go. Um, you know, my entire career from, from day one, like the first time that I had a match with um, somebody who was, many, many years, my, my veteran in the ring, um, I, I've always been taken care of. And, and those women along the way have always poured into me. Um, and, you know, one example that stands out, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get there in the conversation, is when I had my tryout match at TNA um, with Kong, and, and she is just this presence. Like, when, when those cameras turn on and those lights are on and we're, you know, we're in front of the crowd, she is this intimidating presence, but she took such good care of me and, and, and wanted to make sure that 
um, I was highlighted as best I could be. And, you know, moments like that I'm so thankful for. And, and I had countless moments like that at Shimmer where these women just wanted to help elevate me um, probably long before I actually deserved uh, to be elevated. So um, I can't say enough good things about Shimmer or Dave Prezak or any of the women who I've been able to share a locker room with there. Speaking of Shimmer, you guys had a partnership with Ring of Honor. A lot of people are saying that this is your first stint at Ring of Honor, but, you know, back when you were in Shimmer, they actually had a partnership with Ring of Honor. What did it mean to you to go up against, like, someone like Daisy Hayes or Mischief or just your exposure to, one at that time, one of the marquee underground independent wrestling promotions like Ring of Honor and that partnership? Yeah, I mean, those were women that I um, shared the locker room at Shimmer with um, that to that point when I had those first couple matches at Ring of Honor, um, I had not been in the ring um, at Shimmer or anywhere else with people like um, Daisy Hayes and, and Mischief and, and Sarah Del Rey and, and Serena Deeb. Um, you know, I'd been around them. I, I'd been in the same locker room and, and been able to learn the uh, – you know, just conversation in the locker room with them. But um, I was terrified. And I remember um, going to the show, and my, my tag partner um, at the time, Nevaeh, she made the trip um, with me. I, I believe we went. To, we were in Nashville um, for one of those shows, and, and she drove down with me, and I remember telling her, I don't know, like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm not ready for this. Like, I'm, I'm not on, on the level that, that these girls are. And I, I just remember her saying to me, like, you've always had something special. And Ring of Honor have you. Like, they, they wouldn't have you on their show um, if you didn't have it. And you have it. And, and the sooner you believe that about yourself, um, the quicker you're going to soar. Um, and so I just tried my very best <laughs> to do my best in those early matches that I had at Ring of Honor. Um, and again, that's another situation of, in my mind, um, I wasn't sure that I was ready, um, but I certainly wasn't going to waste the opportunity. I was going to go in as prepared as I could. Um, and, you know, the outcome was, was great. I, I learned a lot. You know, I, did I mess up? Probably. Um, I don't remember, but I do remember, you know, like all of those girls took the time to talk to me afterwards and give me their feedback, good, bad, or indifferent. And so for me, that's a bigger success um, or, or just as much of a success, I should say, as having a great match is to have those women care enough to come back and say to me, hey, great, but A, B, and C – but you did a great job. Um, so, again, just another learning experience that I was fortunate enough to have early in my career that, um, you know, kind of started to lay the foundation for, for who Madison Rain would end up being. All right. Most of my listeners became aware of you when you were part of TNA Impact Wrestling. On the March 5th, mm -hmm. 2009 episode of Impact, you joined the group The Beautiful People with Angelina Love and Velvet Sky. Who came up with the idea of you joining the group, and what was, you know, a few, I know you have a lot, but just a few moments, uh, your favorite moments of being, about being part of the group? Um, I, I don't know who came up with it. Um, I'm thankful that they did, uh, but it was Terry Taylor who told me um, that that was going to be, you know, kind of what my position um, or, or where 
the character development for uh, me was going to go. And I was, I was excited because I, I had not uh, prior to having my tryout match had not met Velvet. Um, but I knew Angelina from working a couple um, different independent shows with her. Um, and she, again, was always so nice to me and, and poured into me and, and gave me feedback and critiques. And um, so I was excited to work with her. And then the first time that I met Velvet, like she could not have been nicer. And the three of us um, are still super close to this day. We're great friends to this day. And, and you know, as much as at this point in um, our respective careers. I mean, I know that Velvet's not really in ring active anymore, but um, at, like at this point, I see us all as equals, and right, we've contributed. Um, I, what I would like to think is equally um, to what we've done with women's wrestling. But at the time, like they, I, I looked up to them, I admired them, you know, as a as an up and coming independent wrestler watching TNA every week. Uh, the beautiful people they were. Like not only the highlight of what the knockouts were doing, but oftentimes the highlight of those shows. Um, so to be given the opportunity to work with them um, and, and be part of such a historic female faction, um, again, something that I was not sure I was totally prepared for because I had, I, like I said, I was I was small and, and blonde and, and I was always, cast as the good guy on any independent show that I would do. I was always babyface. I was always the bubbly cheerleader-esque type character. And so um, I think that maybe one time in the years prior to signing my contract with TNA and becoming part of the beautiful people, had I ever been a heel, I not only was I learning how to wrestle, now I'm learning how to wrestle on TV um, with millions of eyes on me each week, and um, I am trying to be this this character, this personality that I had never um, been before. But having had a um, a background in in somewhat in um, theater, I was in drama club when I was in high school. I did pageants through school, so I was comfortable being in front of people. Um, so that was an exciting challenge for me. But yeah, that many years in, I was four, three and a half, four years into my career, I had a, I had a lot to prove. Um, so I was excited, but it was also nerve wracking. Lockdown 2010 was my favorite moment of your career. You, um, you, you were taking on, I believe Angelina Love and Tara in a tag match for Mm -hmm. the knockout championship. And you ended up winning. And at that time, the beautiful people were you, Velvet Sky and, Lacey Von Eric, and you won that match. How did it feel when all of y'all had championships and you guys were like on the king, you know, top of the world as a double champion? <laughs> that was fun. Um, it was fun because all of the women involved in that match were, you know, we were all um, friends and, and we were all doing this thing together and, and we were all excited about the match and, and, that whole weekend, you know, there was the 
the um, fan fest that weekend, the the night before, and you know, getting to feel the energy of, of the fans and how excited they were for what that match was going to be. And um, lockdown was always such a fun pay per view, anyway, because it's so different, right? Everything's inside a cage, and and you've got all these stories to tell, um, and this new playground <laughs> to tell those stories in. Um, so it, it was exciting. It was fun. It was. Um, you know, kind of unexpected because I was, what, a year into my career at TNA um, that, you know, we would be in such a big match. Um, but it was exciting. And and I remember my parents and all of my friends were home watching on pay-per-view. And by the time that the match was over and we did everything, you know, we, had, uh, we were doing interviews for the website and talking to people and, and talking to our agents. And by the time I finally got back to my phone, I just had – countless text messages of people telling me that um, that was awesome and so proud of you this is so cool I'm so excited and to have like my dad and my mom my brothers sending those text messages that was one of the first moments that I felt like oh my gosh like I made it I'm I'm really doing this this thing that I used to get made fun of in school for saying I wanted to do when I grew up like not only am I doing it but I'm really doing it um so that was that was one of the first um not the first, but one of the first moments that I remember sitting in the locker room thinking, like, wow, I've I've made it. Good deal. Um, you are a part of a special event last September, and that was all in. You had a famous oh. four-way with Britt Baker, <laughs> Chelsea Green, Tessa Blanchard, which is in my – which, you know, the match that you guys put on was arguably one of the best matches of the night, in my own opinion. What was that experience like for you ladies that night – and just the whole atmosphere with, you know, the elite, with Cody and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and those guys, just explain the whole atmosphere for people that weren't there in Chicago that, that evening. Yeah. It, you know, I've been asked that several times since um, since that show in September, and it was – it's still really hard to, like, proper words to it that it deserves <laughs> because it was such a big emotional – weekend and um you know I wasn't there for the the star cast the convention part of it I was I was home wearing my mommy hat um so by the time that I got there the energy was already so big and the fans had been there and and, and they had done the the convention all day long the day before and, and everybody was hyped and I got to the hotel and, and um you know I was one of the last to to get to Chicago and so everyone was already there and excited and hugging and um and the girls and I uh those three girls Britt Tessa Chelsea and, and I um are are all very close and so to have been given that opportunity with those girls um, at this point in my career, this many years in, um, you know, I have under my belt more years of experience than those three girls combined. Um, So, you know, for me to still be valued enough to have been chosen to be one of the only four girls in, in the only female, um, all female match uh, on that card um, that meant a lot to me. And, and I've said before, you know, at, at this point, those three girls were out every weekend wrestling and, and wrestling is their life. And, and, you know, they were on indie shows every weekend, two or three matches every weekend, perfecting their craft. I don't do that anymore. Um, you know, I wear a lot of hats 
I'm I'm a, a mom and I'm a wife and I go to school and I'm a personal trainer and I'm wrestling. So while I had the experience, um, they are were all way more tuned in to this current era of wrestling as far as you know, the time that they've put in over the last several years. And so, um, so again, have been able to be part of something so big um, and so special. Uh, and, and what Cody and, and the Young Bucks and Brandy and everybody involved, what, what they did for all of us that night, um, it's still hard to put into words. And I said before, and, you know, um, you know, people, social media will be social media, and, and this has been um, – misquoted uh but i have said that all in may be may have been the biggest night of of my career ever and that's not to take away from anything else that i've done because i've been so fortunate in the last 13 years to do so much um you know and and i'm not taking away from you know the the moment at lockdown in 2010 or the moment in 2014 where Seven months after having my daughter, I, I came back and I beat Gail Kim for the Knockouts Championship. Or, or, you know, last summer finally getting to wrestle for WWE at the Mae Young Classic. That's not taking away from any of that. But in saying that, I, I'm trying to make it known how special and how big All In really was and how grateful Britt and Tessa and Chelsea and I all were to have been part of it. It was It was something magical, and I'm so thankful that I was able to be a part of it. And let me even be, I won't be the first, but I won't, I'll be the, hopefully the first, but won't be the last, hoping that you will join everybody for a double or nothing in May. I know you can't get into it, but hopefully we'll see you in May in Las Vegas. I think you deserve it. I think the fans deserve it. So hopefully we'll get a chance to see you. This won't be the last time you'll be part of All Elite Wrestling. Um, you'll, you will be in Atlanta <laughs> this weekend for Ring of Honor. Honor takes center stage. Door opens at 4 p.m. for a special meet and greet with Ring of Honor superstars, including yourself. You'll be there meeting fans, uh, signing autographs, taking pictures with them. I've been to numerous Ring of Honor events here in the Atlanta area, and just it's an unbelievable experience, you know, the best experience that I've ever had in my life. Um, for my listeners out there that have never been to a Ring of Honor event, um, what what can they expect from a Ring of Honor show? Oh my gosh! Specifically in Atlanta, they can expect a, like a high energy, start to finish, really good time. Um, now I was just there in Atlanta with Ring of Honor last, I believe it was July, um, and I challenged Sumi Sakai for the Women of Honor um, World Championship, and. There's, I mean, there's, there's pictures. There, I have a picture that um, I've tweeted out a couple times of the end of that match where Sumi and I are both like on our knees and we're hugging each other and we were both crying and you know the match was great and that was my first time having a singles match with Sumi and so that was really special. But I think that it was just like how electric those fans were that made it even more. Um, you know, emotional and, and more magical for us. Um, so, you know, with that being uh, my experience the last time I was in Atlanta, I'm really looking forward to 
um, you know, this coming weekend and, and seeing everybody and getting to be on that meet and greet. And, and that's another thing that the fans, like I, I hope everybody plans to come early and, and take part in that because as special as that is for the fans to come and, and hang out with us and take pictures, it's equally as, as important and special for us, you know, because without them, we don't get to do this crazy thing that we all grew up loving and wanting to be a part of. So, um, you know, that's another special thing that, that ring of honor does is we, they allow us to be accessible to the fans. Um, and I think that that's really important that, you know, they, they come out and they show their support and this is our way to kind of tell them, thank you for, for doing that. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to being back in the ring and feeling that incredible energy, um, and I know just like the last time I was there that Atlanta everybody's gonna come out and, and they're gonna they're gonna pack that place. So I'm I'm really excited. I hope it's warm there too, because where I'm at it's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately I wasn't able to come to the last event, but I will be there this Saturday for sure and you know, I I have in my man cave at you know, my wife and I just bought a house, so in my man cave area for the oh, time nice. being Congrats. I have all of the uh, I appreciate that. Um, and actually, on the wall, I have you know eight by tens of every autograph that I've ever gotten. So hopefully, I'll get a chance to add a Madison Rain one to that collection come Saturday. Yeah, um, for one sure. Last question. For sure. One last one last question. Speaking of family, family, like most wrestling fans know, you're married to, in my opinion, probably the best wrestling announcer of today, and that's Josh Matthews from Impact Wrestling. And y'all have a little girl as well who I bet is y'all's pride and joy. My question to you is how difficult is it to balance your family life knowing that you and your husband are on the road a lot? And what are the advantages and disadvantages of having both of you guys in the wrestling industry? Um, it's, you know, this is another one that I've been asked several times and I understand it. Um, <laughs> honestly, it, it's not difficult at all um, because we're not on the road a lot. Um, you know, Josh is actually on the road traveling more than I am. Um, and that for me was a, you know, when I was last summer, when, when I had all these amazing opportunities, I was working for impact. I was working at ring of honor. I did all in, I had the opportunity to work for WWE and I was trying to figure out like what home was going to be for me, like where my wrestling home was going to be ring of honor, their schedule and, and their, um, the way that they allow for their talent to have a home life and have a family life, um, was a huge, huge, um, check mark in, in the column of, of ring of honor for me as I was weighing out all of my options because, um, you know, I'm, I'm, when, when I do the math, I'm gone. I'm away from my daughter far less than somebody who works the traditional nine to five job Monday through Friday. Um, and for that, I am so grateful to this business, uh, because in these formative years of my daughter's life, um, you know, before she enters school and, and extracurricular activities and sports and, and all those things that are going to take up her time. I have been there with her more often than not from the time that she wakes up until we go to bed at night. So, um, you know, at, at first, 
and obviously on the surface, because I've been asked that question so many times, it probably looks like our life is just pure chaos <laughs> um, and, and suitcases and passports. But And that was my life, um, you know, in those first few years at, at TNA. I was gone all the time, and I loved it, and I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to travel the world um, with that company. But at this point, um, you know, if I want to take a weekend away from wrestling uh, because I want to take my daughter to Disney on Ice, I can do that. And and if I send that email um, to the executives at Ring of Honor and say, "Hey, this is what I would like to do," that's fine. Great, Madison. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. And enjoy your time at home. And for me, at this stage in my career, that's important. Um, and, and I have to have that in order to continue to love wrestling. And the second that I don't love wrestling is, is when I decide to stop doing it. Um, but all signs point to being able to balance my work life, um, work and life, and, and have no problem doing that. And it's largely in part to Ring of Honor and their light schedule and the way that they um, are so conducive to whatever schedule um, I have for here at home. And the same is true with Josh, too. I mean, he, um, you know, impact is getting on the road quite a bit more, um, and that's a great thing for, for the talent and for the fans. I'm excited for them. Um, but, again, he's, you know, when he's home here, he works from home, and he's in his office right now doing work. And so um, life is not nearly as chaotic as people may think on, on the surface or we're actually quite low-key and, and probably boring to a lot of people, and, and I'm <laughs> perfectly happy with that. All right, two little quick fill-in-the-blanks if I can, and I appreciate your time this evening. First one is if you could wrestle any female that you've never wrestled, that wrestler would be who? Oh, my gosh. I can't pick just one. <laughs> um, man, there are so many. I mean – the the one that I've heard a lot, um, and, and I think it would be a lot of fun, and it would be big personalities, and and it would be like the the Battle of Columbus, Ohio, would obviously be Alexa Bliss. Um, yeah. You know, she and I crossed paths a little bit before um, she started wrestling um, when we were both doing fitness competitions. Uh, so for us to be able to come now full circle now that she's um, part of the wrestling world and, and killing it in, in, in this world. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, you know, I would love to get in the ring with, with Charlotte Flair, or Sasha Banks, or, uh, you know, Lacey. There's just so many talented women out there um, that I have not been able to step in the ring with. But at the same time, um, the list is smaller um, than what probably a lot of people is because, I've had such awesome opportunities. I've been able to do things like get in the ring at all in with Tessa Blanchard, Britt Baker, and Chelsea Green. And so, um, you know, while I've, I've still got this, this dream list, um, the list of people that I've actually been able to step into the ring with is pretty impressive as well. All right. And the last one is your ultimate wrestling goal for 2019 is what? And I'll give you mine right after I hear yours. Mm-hmm. Um, my ultimate goal is, you know, coming off of what is arguably the the best, most successful year of my entire career in 2018. 
um, and, and all the things that I was able to accomplish in that year. My goal for 2019 is to not let that momentum stop. Um, you know, and and what does that look like exactly? I don't know. Um, and, and the things that that I do have on that list, I'm going to kind of keep um, close to my, um, I'm, I'm not going to reveal a lot of that stuff yet because, you know, obviously first and foremost on that list is to, um, you know, have another shot at the Women of Honor World Championship. Um, I think Kelly Klein and I will blow the roof off of some venue somewhere in the near future. Um, so that obviously is, is one of my immediate goals. But um, my my goal for the year as a whole is to just not let everything that I did last year be it um, and, and to continue that momentum into 2019. And just to let you know, my goal for Madison Rain in 2019, and maybe your husband can put in some word with the impact officiating, Madison Rain, TNA Hall of Fame, let's make it happen. <laughs> I, I, that would be a very humbling experience. And, and maybe I'll add that one to my list of things to, uh, to uh, hopefully accomplish this year. Thank you for that. Uh, Madison, I appreciate your time. Anything else before I let you go today? No, um, yes, actually, because I just recently had a, a, a couple issues with this. Um, please, please, please follow along on this crazy journey with me um, across social media. I am at Madison Rain on Twitter and on Instagram, both of those places, I have the little verified. So follow me along on on those two platforms, but nothing else. <laughs> I, I've had a few of those crazy, uh, you know, fake accounts pop up lately. Uh, so I just want to make sure that I'm every opportunity I get that I'm putting it out there that I'm only on Twitter and Instagram and only at Madison Rain on both. All right, Madison, once again, I appreciate your time. Good luck this weekend. I will see you this weekend in Atlanta. Continue success, and just have a wonderful 2019. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time today. All right, appreciate it. That was the one and only Madison Rain, former five-time TNA Impact Knockout Champion, just a wonderful person. Um, She's just just a doll, and I just really enjoyed her time. And thank you for Mark Corzell, I think that's how you pronounce his name, for sending me up with that interview. Much appreciated. He does just a phenomenal work. Any talent in the Ring of Honor, I go to him because I know he can get it done for me. So, Madison, I appreciate your time, and I will see you this weekend in Atlanta for Honor Takes Center Stage at Center Stage in Atlanta. So, for you fans out there, Tickets are very limited. Please go check out Ring of Honor if you haven't got a chance to. Doors open at 4. They're going to have a special meet and greet with names. Jay Lethal, the Briscoe Brothers, Kelly Klein, the Women of Honor champion. Madison Rain's going to be there. Flip Gordon is going to be there. The villain, Marty Strolls, is going to be there. Just, uh, just an amazing talent of professional wrestlers. And, you know, I like WWE. I like Impact. I like New Japan. I can't wait for the All Elite Wrestling to start. But I grew up, for you listeners that don't know, grew up with the Ring of Honor. Back with the Brian Danielson, not Daniel Bryan, the, uh, all, the American Dragon, 
Brian Danielson, the Samoa Joes, the CM Punks, when they were coming up through the Indies at Ring of Honor. That's when I started. So I've been a loyal Ring of Honor fan since day one. If you don't believe me, ask anybody that I've been a part of that I blood, sweat, and tear Ring of Honor wrestling. I liked it better than WCW. I at that time with Attitude Era, I really you know <clears throat> I I enjoyed Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor more than I did WCW WWF at the time. I was a big ECW fan for you people that don't know. So hopefully we'll get some more legendary ECW guys on this program in the near future. I'm working on that as well, just in case you guys didn't know. And if you guys want to send me an email, send me an email kjexperience11 at gmail dot com. I I've interviewed so many people. I have archives. If you want to interview, but you know, I've interviewed guys like Ted DiBiase, Mickey James, and Gary uh, Pitbull, Gary Wolf from ECW. I have, you know, I have a lot of them. Brandy Rhodes, I interviewed. So, in case you know, you guys from Flip Gordon, the list goes on and on. If you guys want, you know, those interviews, feel free to contact me. I'll be glad to send you the uh, interview that I did with those guys. I appreciate Madison Rain's time once again today and just everything in general. I have a few minutes left, and I just really want to talk just a few minutes about what the whole wrestling world is basically talking about, and that's the all-elite wrestling that they had a rally yesterday in Jacksonville, and I had a good friend of mine, Tim Holman, who – who works here in Atlanta for a law firm, but he's also a promoter here in the Atlanta area. Shout out to Tim and what he what he does here in the great state of Atlanta, Georgia, when it comes to independent wrestling and whatnot. But I just want to quickly go down and you know catch you guys up on you know if you guys are just wrestling fans and don't know what all elite wrestling is, let me break it down for you a little bit. Being the Elite is a YouTube show that the Elite from New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor came up with. And the Elite is usually Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, uh, Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, the whole nine yards there. Um, they actually announced that All Elite, uh, All Elite Wrestling was going to make their debut January 1st, 2019. They actually had a ticker on their Phones and they made an announcement there. Shade, Shade and Tony Khan of the Jacksonville Jaguars are the main two guys that are putting money down for this project. And I thank both of them. I don't know them personally. I thank them both for doing this because I think it's going to be a big deal. So they, their name, um, their name, president and Cody's co founder, co-president of All Elite, Pro, uh, All Elite Wrestling as well. Um, there's a lot of other things going on, but let me take a quick uh, break, and when I get back, I'll continue talking about that. You're listening to the Combat Zone right here on blogtalkradio.com. Hi, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Please say you'll be the answer for an innocent animal who's suffering right now, an animal who needs your... 